0: You know, I think somebody will have to one day do a study or, I mean, I'm sure there's been studies done. Like, why does it hurt to break up from a bad relationship? Why does it hurt? Like, I don't, it's like, you no longer love the person. You no longer want to be in the relationship. Like, going your separate ways makes perfect sense rational, reasonable. Why is it hurt though? Like, what is that part of you that hurts? And I kind of the way I looked at it is that it's almost like letting go of what you thought the relationship could be, you know, and relinquishing it's almost like, and then waking up to what it actually was. Like the reality of the relationship is almost like staring you in the face and it hurts because I think you thought it was something else and then in the end when you see it for what it was that's the part that hurts because it feels like you were living in like a false reality like is this what this person was is this what this was and it hurts that you believed that it hurts that you believed that it was something else but I also thought about, you know, the very definition of insanity, like repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, because I had to accept that our relationship will always end this way. It will always end painfully, and it will always end with, you know, a feeling of, I don't know, I I don't know, it's like, it's almost like, I feel like, every time that I thought I was being nice and giving and giving and giving and giving and it always ended up with him taking and taking and taking and me feeling taking taken advantage of I thought well how do you end that pattern you know stop giving you know stop giving like stop trying to convince him to stop taking you stop giving you know and it was hard to set that boundary it really was because you feel for people and you want to you wanna do what you can and all this and that. And you don't want to turn your back on anyone except when you realize that they're going to continue to take. They're going to continue to take and not only continue to take, continue to take and then talk about you behind your back. Like I'm like, you know, I'm not doing that with you this time. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to go and then say these things about me when I'm not there and in the comfort of your own head to to, to think what you think of me. And then to still expect me to welcome you with open arms when you need something. I was like, I'm not, that's to me is fake. As false. It's fake. And I'm just not doing it anymore. And so, but why does it feel tough to stand up to people that you know are doing you wrong? Like, why, why does that hurt you? You know, and I'm still like trying to unpack all that. Because even though I knew that was a boundary that had to be established, why was that so hard to do? You know, and I'm just trying to unpack it all it's It's just really weighing on me a lot, and I'm trying to let it go. I really am, and I've done a lot better than I would have done in the past i'm not, I haven't broken down into a heap of tears. I don't even feel like crying. that's not even it. the point is i'm i it's like I, I have a yearning for understanding you know how do I settle this in my mind so that I can really and truly put it behind me? And I think I've just accepted well it's a process and I'm going through the process of just it's like a process of relinquishing and letting go. And all you can really do is just, you know, don't push the thoughts away, but continue to like accept the thoughts with almost like an it almost like with the goal of letting go. Like, okay, so once I process it, I do really feel like I'm kinda like it dissipates, it goes away, it goes away. But I feel like, you know, pushing them away did the opposite. It kept me in a state of confusion. And this time it's like, well, I'm not pushing them away, but I am letting the energy just pass through me without reacting. And, you know, I I did that with my father when I was in Detroit. I remained exquisitely calm. I did the same thing with him today. I remained exceedingly calm, you know, to the point where as he was walking out the door, I said, drive safely. You know, because I'm just, I just cannot be in a situation with any man who um, is prone to take advantage of a of a woman's emotions and use those emotions as like a, a weapon against them. I'm just over it, and you know, it took me a long time to tame my emotions, but I finally did it, and I feel like it makes me feel like a gladiator when it comes to men of that ilk and that mentality. It makes me feel like I can go toe to toe with them now. Like, I feel like, no, you're not going to get anything past me this time. I'm wide awake. And I'm willing to, like, stare them square in the eye and confront them head on. I'm not going to do it. I'm going I'm to look you square in the eye. And, I'm a st- you know, I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm not going to cower this time. I'm not going to back away. I'm going to stand right here and go toe to toe with you. And I'm not going to feel ashamed about it because I feel like men like that, I feel like I let my own testosterone fly. And it's like, I'm never backing down to you ever again. You you don't get a sliver of a slice of me ever again. So it's just, again, pondering the situation. And it just makes me realize that, you know, the anger comes into play because I called myself being nice to him. You know, it's like, it's so difficult to have, conflict and tension when you're trying to co-parent so I call myself trying to be nice you know we were both getting back on our feet I went back to work before him so the amount that I was sharing with him was was considerably more and I just I couldn't believe how he tried to spin that narrative yet once again Yet once again, trying to spin that narrative as if somehow I'm a on to him. I mean, I'm like, it's just remarkable to me how completely conceited this man is. It's like, I'm—I it's almost like the story you used to tell about women. Like I said hi to you in a club. Well, that's how I feel about him. It's like, I was being nice to you. It's like, and you have spun it around of me being gum on the bottom of your shoe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what I get for being nice to somebody like that. It's like, they are just gonna lie and lie and lie and spin the narrative so that they come out on top. (laughs) So that somehow the tail is to their their benefit and, and favors them. And I'm like, you know, it just confirmed for me. I'm like, I just, I can't even be nice. You know, it's just going back to that no contact rule. It's like, no matter what you say or what you do, they're going to take your words, take your actions, and spin it into a tail where you come out on bottom, where you come out looking, looking ridiculous and crazy. And they are going to spin it so that they always look like they're the one. And I'm like, you know what, this time I'm not even, I used to, I used to try to convince people otherwise, particularly, I'm going to just be honest, particularly his mom, because I used to think that she was a kindred spirit. I'm like, you went through this with his dad. Like, certainly you have to understand what I'm going through. But, you know, I learned my lesson with that because no matter what, he is going, that's his mom. So obviously she's going to believe him. She's going to believe, the two of them are going to believe each other, even if it means me being the liar, (laughs) you know, it's like, no matter what I say or what I do, somehow to the extent she gets confused, it's going to come out with me lying. And so that's why I don't do it anymore. I don't, I don't talk to either one of them because I'm like, y'all got something really sick and twisted going on with your relationship. And I don't want any part of it he gets mad at me when i have any conversation well when we were together he used to get mad now i see why cuz he wants to triangulate the two his life doesn't work unless he has two women that he can triang- two or more women that he can triangulate because he plays the ends against the middle he's weaving, the, weaving this tale with his mom as if the reason he doesn't have money is because i'm taking it that's a lie it's just a bold faced lie and it's hitting me particularly strong this time because I have three jobs to try to manage the decisions that we made together, but for which he's not able to contribute. So I have to have three jobs to make up the amount that he is not able to pay me, Oh, not pay me to contribute towards the um, financial responsibility I don't ask him for anything. And I have vowed I will never ask him for a dime ever again. And I mean that. I don't want anything from him, nothing. And because I'm like, you know what? At this point, if dealing with you, getting money from you is going to result in the assassination of my character yet once again, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I know people say, no, you got, uh uh-uh, nope. Because you know what? I want to make it very clear at the end of this that I did it without him because he's not helping me. And in fact, the the twisted sick part of it is the fact that I helped him, yet he's over on his side spinning a tail as if the reason why he doesn't have any money is because of me. And that's just a flat out lie because I've given him money. The reality is that he can't afford the lifestyle he selected for himself. That's the issue. And he he refuses to accept the reality, which is that at this point, the type of work that you're able to acquire doesn't allow you to live the lifestyle that you want to live. We were able to manage it when we were together. But now you realize that I, too, was a breadwinner in this family, And it is sick and twisted that he has tried to spin it all these years as if he's working so hard and what I'm sitting on my arse, you know, that's the type of, that's the type of insanity I had to deal with for with for 22 plus years, just him nilly willy spinning these tales about me, my intentions and my actions that were so false that they nearly crushed me because before he would weave these tales, and then I would have to go live in that space. I would have to then go and live under the weight of this false, this avatar he created. But this time I was like, mm None of y'all, you, your friends, your family, you, you won't see me. You're not going to hear my voice. I'm not having anything to do with it. I'm not giving you anything. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to any of y'all. So anything that you say about me from this day forward is pure fiction. Because I promise you, I will never talk to him again. He will never know anything about me or anything about my life. At this point, it's like show and prove. Show and prove. It's like all I'm going to do is just continue to win. Just keep winning. Keep winning and then sh- and prove the wrongfulness of what he has said about me all these years. Prove him wrong, you know? And the one thing that I will say, because a part of me felt guilty about, you know, maybe he's right. I am always competing. But then I was like, you know what? He hasn't backed down. <laughs> he's still saying the things he had, wants to say about me. So you know what? It's a full-blown competition at this point. It's a full-blown. I consider him my opponent, He's my opponent and I have every intention of winning in a big, big, big way. And this time, I'm not gonna say anything. This time I'm just gonna win and then you're gonna see that I won and then I can't wait to see the look on your face because you're arrogant, you mistreat women, you've mistreated women your entire life. You've mistreated women, you've done some heinous and horrible things, not just to me, but to women in general. And you know what? Maybe that's the reason why I was with you. Maybe to expose men of your ilk because you've gotten away with doing what you have done for too long. You've hurt too many women. You've been careless and reckless with too many people's feelings. So at this point, I feel like you deserve to be exposed. You deserve all of the exposure that's coming your way because you have had absolutely no regard for me You know, you've had no regard for the damage you've done to my reputation. I don't even care at this point. Actually, it's not even a reputation. I don't give a damn about what you or any of your people think about me. I really don't give a F. I don't care. And that was really liberating because there was a time that I really, I did care. I don't give a damn now. You can say what you want to say and y'all can think what you want to think. I'm building an entirely new universe where nobody's even going to know you. I'm not even going to mention your name or any of your people. So it'll be like living in a brand new universe where nobody knows you, my life with you or anything like that. And I will derive a great deal of satisfaction out of going in the complete opposite direction of you where you can't seem to keep my name out of your mouth. In the new world I'm creating, I promise you, no one will ever even know who you are. All right, just reading in some other notes from I have here. I just started to finally accept that everything he does on his side is calculated and it's like he creates the situation that will create an opportunity for him I look back in that moment and feel so strong I feel that I handled that situation maturely not emotionally and uh, can't read that word it Says being under the constant threat of affairs and other illicit behavior placed me in a near catatonic state where I was just kind of going through the motions and I won't elaborate on that now but then the next page I have but then something happened where I woke up all right so I wanted to get the, or the reading in first and then I wanted to kind of elaborate on it and you know, it felt like I, I mean that's now when I look back upon my behavior in that marriage, it feels like it wasn't even me. It feels like a like a like a version of me, like I wasn't fully there. You know, and now looking back upon it, I'm like, was that like a protective barrier? Like I think about my mom and dementia and You know, I'm not a medical doctor, obviously, but I just think some of it was just escapism. You know, and I feel like I experienced that in my marriage. I just kind of disappeared. It was like I got married and realized that my husband, the man I married, was still single. I mean, I think he attempted for a little while to be a married person, but then at some point just threw in the towel and just started doing whatever the hell he wanted. And here I am, married, thinking we're in a marriage, thinking we're in a family. And there were, at times, we did have that. But when he wanted to have a completely different lifestyle, he had it. And, you know, he did what he wanted to do. And I think that during that time, I just was in a just ginormous state of denial. Not seeing and hearing things that were going on almost as a protective layer. And when I think about my mom and her dementia, I think that's what she does. It's like, you know, it's like a bit of escapism. It's like leaving. And I feel like I did that during my marriage, especially when it got really bad, when the affair was in full, you know, raging on. It was like, I just was like, had tuned a lot of it out, I guess. And then I think, but when you wake up, you realize what was done to you and you are really resentful. Like I have so much resentment towards him for taking advantage of my diminished state at that time. Like I know I came into the marriage with baggage too, but he did as well. And the manner in which he chose to basically, you know, deal with whatever issues he had were just cowardly. I mean, I just view him as a coward because even to this day, knowing what he was saying about me was a lie. He said he does it anyway because he doesn't, he can't live with the thought of himself being in the position that he's in. It's hard for him to believe that he is where he is as a result of his own decisions. So he has to blame me. He has to point the finger at me. And as far as I'm concerned, that's cowardly, you know, it's like, I think if you are no longer in love with your partner and you want to do something different, why be a snake and sneak behind that person's back? You know? That's why I call him a coward because I'm like, not only did you have an affair, you had a prolonged affair over a course of years that you were driving around in my car to visit her. You had her in my vehicle. That to me is so snakish. You know, it's like that's a snake. And I feel like, So I was willing to even, even to get past all that, to be nice to you, to help you get back on your feet and you, you, you sting me anyway. I'm like, if you did that to me after what I was willing to do to help you, I feel like then you deserve to fall flat on your face. You deserve to fall flat on your face because what you did to me was wrong. What you did was wrong, and it has taken me a really long time to be able to say that because I knew that I came into the marriage with baggage, but these past two years post breakup have taught me that it was not 100% me, that you have your own issues too. He brought his own issues into the marriage, and I'm like, you know what? I just want to extricate myself from that whole situation. I mean, it's so toxic that I can't even like, I don't even know if I have the full words to describe, but I am going to get it out though. And I will say, I do feel a tinge of guilt about being so public, not public. I'm, it's not even public. I don't even know who's listening. I'm just getting it out so that I won't go crazy. I don't want to keep it inside and I don't want to talk about it to anyone. So this is my way of, of maintaining my own sanity. And in in, in when, especially when you're dealing with people like him who have demonstrated repeatedly That they will, in fact, take actions to put me in a position where I could um, be emotional and all of that. I'm like, he does that on purpose. And now that I'm aware of it, I can guard against it by keeping him the hell out of my life. You know, I think I had made a recording about this before, but I want to make another one just because these are like the little teeny tiny things you have to notice about a narcissist because I realized that part of their strategy is to keep you in a state of confusion it's like they throw out these ambiguous terms and they kind of you know position things to be both-sided And, you know, I'm going to compare the way I used to react to the way I react now to try to flesh this out. But to give an example now, which I noticed, you know, I was um, talking to my former partner. I had to go pick something up from his place. And, you know, as we were talking, you know, he starts mentioning things like, oh, you know, the family reunion is in July. That's all he said. And I just was listening. I was like, oh, okay. Now, during the time I was delusional, I would have taken that as an invitation. I would have been like, oh, maybe he wants me to be there. And then I would have shown up looking like a complete fool, you know? And I feel like these are the little setups, the little setups that they place you in. And this is an example of what I mean about him basically. Creating ambiguity and confusion that he is expecting me to kind of like seize onto so that he can then, you know, say later, see, like, you know, I feel like imagine if I had like taken that as an invitation and showed up, I would have been looking crazy showing up at his family reunion, knowing what he says about me behind my back, you know, so I'm a lot more mindful of it now. And then I, I'm, I look at it now, I hear him straddling the line. Like, I hear him trying to set me up, you know? Oh, you know the family reunion is in July. Because, see, was saying something like that, he can play both sides. You know, he can, you know, assuming I was still in that diminished headspace, I would have taken that as an invitation, shown up. So he was like, oh, okay. That allows, that fuels his narrative concerning me. You know trying to paint me out as you know some crazy person (laughs) um you know and it 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 also allows him to say for someone said did you invite her he'd be like nope you know so trust and believe i plan to be far 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 away from the entire area during the entire time of his family reunion i will not be there In any shape, way, or form, no way you're going to catch me out there like that again, setting me up to look like the fool. Hell no.